0: Oh, Lovely. Thank you. So if you want to put yourself on mute, that'd be wonderful. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, just a, a few quick notices before we really sort of go in with worship and prayer and everything else that we expect. Because it's, it's unexpected, isn't it? It's Sunday. It doesn't seem like Sunday, but it definitely is. So that's why we're meeting together again. So there's going to be no midweek meetings this coming week. Our next prayer group is going to be a week on Wednesday. That's the 6th of January. And the next house group is happening the following Monday. That's going to be the 11th of January. And that's going to be on Zoom Uh, next Sunday. Hooray! A week today, we've got the opportunity, if you want to meet physically, to come and meet physically in our building on Pallet Drive. Don't just turn up, though. You'll need to book in with Joe beforehand and the deadline is going to be this Friday at noon I can give you her details if you haven't got them Uh, there's not going to be refreshments beforehand so if you want to have a drink while you're there bring a cold drink or a hot drink whatever you want to drink a cushion as well because that'll be more comfortable for you but don't forget to take it home and it's going to be live streamed on zoom Uh, so if you can't make it or you don't want to go because of it being physical then that's fine all you need to do is uh look on zoom as normal and these zoomed and physical meetings hopefully are going to happen every fortnight every other week during january and february depending on what the government and elium headquarters tells us to do so yeah book in with joe and alan by friday at noon that is a deadline it'll be good if you can do that and i know that some people have booked in already i know that's because we've booked in And also some people wanted to book in and they booked in with me or tried to. And I said, no, not this time. (laughs) And uh, so so they know they're going to do it with Joe and Alan. Uh, Our next series of talks is January and February, starting next Sunday. And that's going to be on the books of Thessalonians. And some of you are given a copy of this Bible reading plan to already a paper copy. And if you haven't got one and want a paper copy, I think I've thought about everyone who needs one, a paper copy, then you can uh, uh, ask me and I'll give you a copy. Or, of course, if you've got your own digital copy and you use computers and websites, it's already on our website anyway. Our next onward newsletters not going to be delivered this Friday. It's probably going to be the Monday after like the 4th of January, but it will be sort of out. Uh, and let's. Uh, this is on a, a very serious because all those are important. But this is the most serious thing I want to say just now as well. And that's let's just remember Paul and Lynn and their wider family at this time as well in our prayers because of uh, Paul losing his brother-in-law, also called Paul, on the afternoon of Christmas Day. So we're going to pray for them later anyway, but let's all remember to pray for them regularly at home over these next few days as this terrible news sinks in a little further. We're going to have some breakout rooms at the end. So if you want to stop and chat, that'll be excellent. So. Let's just pray, and then we'll worship God together, singing joy to the world. Lord, you know who we are. You know how we're feeling, whether we're feeling buoyed by Christmas or not, or just down because of some other things that are happening in our lives. But Lord, we do give this next hour and a bit to you and say, Lord, will you lead us and guide us? Help us to glorify you. Help us, Lord, to hear about your joy and your uh, your peace that you give us Lord that we need so come and lead us we pray amen, amen. so I want to say anyway let's stand and sing because I haven't said that for a long time so I'm going to stand and sing joy to the world and you're welcome to jig about in your seats or to stand as well if you want to but let's sing joy to the world together <laughs> Pray together. Ephesians 3:20 and 21 says, "Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, for ever and ever. Amen." Lord, please be glorified in our relationships and in our thoughts. We are sorry that we pray small, safe prayers and make you out to be slightly powerful, slightly knowledgeable, and slightly comforting and faithful in some situations. I'm sorry, Lord, that often I remember you as a baby in a manger, and not as a miracle-working, change-inducing, and all-powerful God, for which no situation or problem is too difficult. You have conquered death. You have conquered sin. Hell does not have the ultimate victory. You do. We pray for Paul and Lynn and their extended family at this very sad time. Will you use Paul and Lynn to bring comfort as the family wrestles with the deep pain of losing Paul on Christmas afternoon? Will you as the great shepherd bring lasting consolation to the whole family. Over the next few days, as many in our borough will be appraising what's happened in 2020 and focusing on their dreams for 2021, will you speak to them through dreams, visions, and ordinary natural things about you and the importance of putting their life in order? Will you stir people to think about eternal issues and not just the immediate, the temporal, and the superficial will you help us all to seek first your kingdom over this next year as we make many decisions every day of our lives help us to make good choices that will encourage and help others as well as to glorify you we want you to be at the center of our lives and not on the outskirts with ourselves at the center As we make the daily decision to actively enter your presence, so we know that we will continue to be changed. We remember how Moses' face shone with your glory. As we commit to actively being your disciples, please shine through us too. You are holy. You are awesome. You are majestic. And yet you invite us to come close to you in worship, in awe and in reverence. Thank you. Thank you too for Her Majesty the Queen's Christmas broadcast. Thank you that she is a beacon of light for you. Will you please continue to empower her to be a voice of comfort to those who are suffering? For the numerous other political and civil leaders around the world, will you lead and guide them? We think of the presidential election in the Central African Republic today, as well as the coming elections in Uganda, Tobago, Kyrgyzstan and Portugal, and the inauguration of Joe Biden. May your hand be on these events. In the coming days, whether they are easy to navigate or hard, whether they are embraced or looked forward to, or whether they are met with sadness and despair, we will look to you, God. We will trust in you. We will seek you. There is no one like you. You are beautiful. We desire to be awake to your spirit and not sleepy through self-indulgence and self-importance. Please forgive, heal and revive us. We want to be clean tools in your hands. Be glorified, be esteemed, be Lord of our lives. We ask these things in a name above all names. Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's focus on our Lord again as we're going to sing another song, not a carol this time, but again, just focusing on who God is, who breaks the power. This is amazing grace.
1: The reading today is from Acts 17, verses 1 to 9. I'm reading from the NLC version. Paul preaches in Thessalonica. Paul and Silas then travelled through the towns of Amphipolis and Apollonia and came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was Paul's custom, he went to the synagogue service, and for three Sabbaths in a row, He used the scriptures to reason with the people. He explained the prophecies and proved that the Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead. He said, this Jesus I'm telling you about is the Messiah. Some of the Jews who listened were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, along with many God-fearing Greek men and quite a few prominent women. But some of the Jews were jealous, so they gathered some troublemakers from the marketplace to form a mob and start a riot. They attacked the home of Jason, searching for Paul and Silas, so they could drag them out to the crowd. Not finding them there, they dragged out Jason and some of the other believers instead, and took them before the city council. Paul and Silas have caused trouble all over the world, they shouted, and now they are disturbing our city too. And Jason has welcomed them into his home. They are all guilty of treason against Caesar. Where they profess allegiance to another king named jesus people of the city as well as the city council were thrown into turmoil by these reports so the officials forced jason and the other believers to postpone and then they released them
0: thank you alan, thank you, alan. over the past few days many people around the world have been considering Jesus. Many people perhaps have listened to Her Majesty the Queen talking about Jesus and the effect he has had on her life. As people have sung carols or looked at Christmas cards, they've seen Jesus as a baby, a person who was totally dependent on his earthly parents. It's very easy to see Jesus in the manger even today, isn't it? because it doesn't seem to have much effect on us at all. Jesus is no longer in a manger. Jesus is not the Christmas Jesus anymore. As a grown boy, and certainly as an adult, Jesus was radical in the things he said and did. The Pharisees, we know about them, they were the the respected religious leaders at the time. But they didn't understand him and Jesus certainly didn't like what they were doing and saying, leading the people they were looking after into bondage and fear. Jesus came that we might be freed from sin and death. Jesus came to give us abundant life. Jesus came to restore our relationship with God. Jesus turned his world upside down. Jesus can turn our world Upside down too. For many people, I think the normal cause of events is that if someone hurts you emotionally, physically, or financially, then you won't get back at them. People express the Eastern idea of karma as being right and proper. Jesus said something very radical though. It's recorded in Matthew 5:38-48. And this is how the message describes what Jesus said. Here's another old old saying that deserves a second look. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth. Is that going to get us anywhere? Here's what I propose. Don't hit back at all. If someone strikes you, stand there and take it. If someone drags you into court and sues for the shirt off your back, gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it and if someone takes unfair advantage of you use the occasion to practice the servant life no more tit-for-tat stuff live generously you're familiar with the old written law love your friend and its unwritten companion hate your enemy I'm challenging that I'm telling you to love your enemies let them bring out the best in you not the worst when someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer, for then you are working out your true selves, your God created selves. This is what God does. He gives his best, the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone, regardless the good and bad, the nice and nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that if you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run-of-the-mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. Your kingdom subjects now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously toward others the way God lives towards you. That's radical teaching, isn't it? Even today, we listen to Jesus's words like that and we think, whoa, that's hard going. Jesus said a lot of radical things. He did a lot of radical things, too. In the last few hours before his crucifixion, he was in the Garden of Gethsemane when Judas and some men who had been sent from the Jewish leaders came to arrest him. Matthew 26 describes it well. Jesus had two choices, submit and obey his father, which would lead to great and prolonged physical pain, as well as separation for a time from his father, or he could blast his way out of there. No special effects from Pinewood Studios or Elstree could do what, could show even a bit of what the angels would have done. Up to 12 legions. I've read about it this week. One legion, people say, depending on the time, was between 4,000 and 6,000 men. So imagine Jesus calling up to 72,000 angels to come and rescue him from the cross, from the cat-o-nine-tails, from the beating, from the humiliation of the crown of thorns being put on his head. Jesus could have done that, and yet where would we be today if Jesus hadn't have just, if Jesus had just talked about turning the other cheek and not turned the other cheek himself and followed it through, we wouldn't be here today. We wouldn't be worshiping God like we are today. Jesus spoke radically, but he also followed through and acted radically to others too. How are you responding to this? With strangers when you're driving or when you consider certain friends and loved ones have slighted you, how do you react? It's time to stop being immature and sinful. It's time to bless others and not to seek revenge or getting even jesus at the wedding in cana when the wine ran out it doesn't say it in the bible and i know he wasn't like this anyway but he didn't say goody goody I'm, no wine isn't helpful so now you're going to come and start worshiping me now you're going to put your life right he didn't do that did he when jesus was blessing that group of people he blessed them with the best wine And I can imagine Jesus dancing and joining in with the celebration. Because when Jesus was with a group of people, it was wonderful. When you're with a group of people over these next few days, are you adding joy to that occasion? We've briefly heard what Jesus was like as an adult. Today is time for us to emulate Jesus like never before. In this darkened world, it's time to let the light of Jesus shine through our lives. If we are to see the need to change and for our friends and family to change, we will need to change too. More of that in a few minutes, of course. But for now, let's be thankful that Jesus was in a manger for a time. But let's be even more thankful that he left the manger. He grew up and was obedient to his father both in words and in action. So we're going to praise God. We're going to sing two songs together now, just focusing on God and saying, yes, Lord, we behold you and we thank you for what you've done for us.
2: His throne to wake as a child. He became like the Lord.
0: Alan brought earlier that the people in Thessalonica noticed Jesus' disciples. Paul was on his secondary second missionary journey, and in verse 6 some versions say that they cause trouble, whereas other translations say that Jesus' early disciples turned the world upside down. We are his disciples today. How much are you turning the world you inhabit upside down? And how much are you letting the world around you dictate what you must do, say and think? Do the people who live on our estate even notice us, let alone think we are causing trouble? Are people's lives changing in the town because of the way we pray, worship and serve the borough? It's very easy at the end of a year to make predictions for the coming year. Here's a safe bet I can safely predict that if I don't choose to read the Bible, to pray regularly, and to meet with other disciples of Jesus through this coming year, then it won't be even the mi- end of March that you'll notice that I'm not being very Jesus like. If I'm not seeking God first, Then Jill knows about it. And so do you. We're all busy with family, work, hobbies and chores. But am I busy with Jesus in these things? Purely going through the motions with God and church isn't what God is calling you to do. Here's a question I want you to think about for 10 seconds or maybe a bit more. But don't take yourself off mute and tell us out loud. It's just to ponder in your head. Am I actively wanting to be like Jesus today? Anastato is the Greek word for turning the world upside down. And it literally means changing from standing from going up to down to turn something over. It suggests an unsettling or a stirring up. We know the virus of unsettled probably all of us. Millions of people around the world have been unsettled by it to varying degrees throughout the year. Are we going to let God stir and unsettle us from who we are now and what we expect God to do through us? in january and february we'll be studying the two letters of paul to the thessalonians and it's remembered it's that place that church where we heard that people were saying that they were turning the world upside down we're going to be studying them we're going to be thinking about what was happening as well as other things in the book of thessalonians two books of thessalonians but we know people got saved people got changed we may want to return to how life was like a year ago but perhaps god is saying come on there's something new Do you remember how Moses, uh, sorry, how Jesus said in Matthew, grow up your kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others the way God lives towards you. I've read through Isaiah lots of times and some of the things in Isaiah really hit home to me really strongly. Even over these last few days, there's something that hits strongly between my eyes. It's in Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And again, we know that T.O. was speaking to a time uh, where Israel and Judah were doing different things and uh, exile and all of those sort of things. But could God be saying to you and to me that something is springing up? His Holy Spirit is coming. Are we ready to be unsettled by God and not just to be saying, no, Lord, I want to be in control of my life. I want to make the decisions. Are you ready for God to do a new thing in your life? Are we ready for NCF to be different? Are you ready to be generous, to be gracious to others, even those that get on your nerves? Let's emulate Jesus in our thoughts, our words, our actions. Let's make the decision that if we call ourselves followers of God, then everything we do must reflect that. I intend to spend more time with God. It's ever so easy, you know. I can be so busy with church stuff every day. I could be busy with church stuff 60 hours a week. Ever so easy. But I want to be busy with God's stuff. I want to be busy in entering into God's presence. I want to be unsettled by God when he wants to unsettle me. I want to be ready for what he wants to say to me, because I want to be engrossed by Jesus. I don't want to be engrossed by the telly or my friends or my family. I want Jesus to be the pinnacle. I want Jesus to be the best thing in my life. He is, but I want to treat him like that. I want God to change my priorities I actively want to be like Jesus today. As you pray for me, can I pray for you now that we'll all actively want to be like Jesus? Lord, it's easy to pray prayers like this. But as we've heard about people in Thessalonica stirring things up, because you work through them in various ways so in all our lives Lord and in all our difficulties and the situations we are facing some are pretty difficult Lord will you stir us will you come again and whisper in our ears what you want us to do not just because it's a new year but because it's a new day and today is the day you have made we want to be rejoicing in you because of the closeness we feel to you. So, Lord, over these coming days, we say, be Lord of our lives. Lead us collectively as a group of followers of you, but individually too, Lord. Lead us. Help us, Lord, when we open our Bibles just to be in awe of you. Bring the Bible alive again. And as we pray, Lord, help us to pray like we've never prayed before, engrossed in your love and your power and your joy. Lord, we trust you for the coming days, for our family, for those that don't know you, for those that have walked away from you, for those that are going through very tricky times. We trust you with our lives and with their lives too. Lord, Come and meet with us. Come and change us. Do what you want. Have your way in our lives, Lord. Amen. Amen. So let's just have five or ten seconds of silence, just so you can pray in your own heart a similar prayer. Just putting it into your own words. And then we're going to just sing a song just to help us to, again, focus on the Lord.
3: King forevermore, King eternal, God of
2: praise, we crown you with the highest praise. Heaven shouts and sings.
0: Week and I've been as I've been thinking about these things, thinking, Yes, Lord, today's the day. If you've been stirred, maybe you want to just pray and thank the Lord out, out loud. So just take yourself off mute so a few of us can pray some short prayers and saying, Yes, Lord, thank you that you were in a manger, thank you not in the manger now, that you are all powerful, that you do change lives, that you do answer prayer. If you want to pray a prayer like that. Go for it. And then once you've prayed it, put yourself back on mute again. That would be wonderful.
4: Father God, we bless you. We thank you for who you are. Lord, you're just so good to us. provide for all of our needs. Lord, everything we need, you provide. And we don't have to worry about a thing. we we'll give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honour that's due to your name. And we bring the Neaton Christian Fellowship before you, Lord, and ask you to bless it beyond all measure, and the pastors and the people and everybody who tuned in. In Jesus' name of all his glory. Amen. Okay. Father, thank you that you are our refuge and strength. Whatever's going on in our world today, Lord, you are our strong tower that we can run into at any moment, at any time, wherever we are in the world. And yes, to uh, just to agree with Betty, Lord, we just pray... I just pray, Lord, that you bless our fellowship as we leave this year and go into the next, especially now for John and Jill. uh, For all that they've done over the past, Lord, I want to give you praise, honour and thanks and for the challenging word that was brought this morning. Lord, we have ears. Let us hear what you are saying to us this day as we go into 2021. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you are the King of kings, that you are the Lord of lords and that you reign. Whatever is going on in this world, Lord, we thank you that you are our great saviour. And we thank you once again for such love that you have given us. Lord, that you would just take control of all that's uh, in our lives. And as we surrender to you, that you would just take our love. And that you would use us to extend your kingdom. In Jesus' name, Amen. Heavenly Father, help us to be actively seeking your will. And we pray for NCF, Lord, that we will all want to follow in your will and you will help us to prosper in your word throughout the community, Lord. We pray it in ask it in our Son's precious name. Amen. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead, our Lord Jesus, equip us with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: Yes, Lord, thank you. That you are the same yesterday, today and forever. You are faithful. You are trustworthy. We can depend on you. Lord, as we put you at the centre of our lives, Lord, we know difficult situations will still be there. But Lord, we know that you being at the centre of our lives will change things it will change our perspective and lord we can think and and say thank you for the things you've done over the past year and lord we do open our hearts again for what's coming today and tomorrow and sort of sometimes it's too hard to think about a year in advance it's hard enough thinking about tomorrow but lord we do give you our tomorrow whatever it's going to be whatever shocks or Great things even we'll find along the way. Lord, thank you. You are with us. You are our Lord. Lord, we depend on you. Our eyes are on you. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing one more carol together just now then, and it's Heart the Herald Angels Sing.
4: God will you just enable us to see you at work and as we come to you every day to say Lord please make me more like Jesus today show me how to be more like Jesus today God I pray that you'll give us just a glimpse of that heavenly anthem that is shouting for you and cheering for you because you are active and working you have not gone to sleep you are not hiding in a corner God you are working right now today this day and every day Lord give us back our confidence in who you are and in who you, what you can do through us thank you for all that you have done thank you for all that you will do We just want to praise your name because of who you are, Lord God. All glory belongs to you. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Great. Well, it's been brilliant meeting with you all. It's so easy between Christmas and the New Year to do other things or whatever. But it's been great to meet together. Don't forget, one quick reminder. If you want to come physically next Sunday, you need to send alan or and joe or joe uh, an email or a text if you're thinking of doing it do it today so you don't forget and that'll save doing uh, doing a knot in your hanky won't it so do it today you won't forget about it and that'll be brilliant if you want to do it by zoom you don't need to let joe and alan know about that that will just be it as normal so it's been great to see you all
3: absolutely
0: happy new year and uh, we look forward to seeing you next year yeah, wow, next year. Yeah. But if you want to stay and have a chat and uh, just see how things are getting on, then that'd be great. So, uh, if not, happy new year and we'll see you next Sunday.